Well, welcome to Origin Gates podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Ray Hughes, and uh, I'm blessed to share an insight of the day with you today. And um, here we are in such a critical time in the history of man, but also a pivotal time for the church. We're being able and we're being given an opportunity right now to not show the world a new definition of creativity or a new definition of Christianity. But we have been given the awesome responsibility to not redefine Christianity, but to be a demonstration of the power of God in the earth in our generation. Now, isn't that an awesome mandate? Isn't that an awesome call or calling? So I want to talk just a little bit about calling, but I'll just say it like this today. It's not always about a calling. And I love and I know how we use that word. You know, we're called of God or we're called to China or we're called to the ocean or we're called to the mountains or we're called to the... But it's really not about a calling as much as it's about a caring. Because at some point along the way, you begin to care about the things that God cares for you to impact and influence. So whatever you were created to impact and influence sooner or later will start becoming such a deep caring that God will say, now I can trust you to care for that in the way that I would care for that and demonstrate my heart and my spirit into that situation or into that sphere of culture or into society or into the kingdom. But things are changing right now and we are actually have been given a responsibility to change some things as well. And when I talk about responsibility, I, I look at that word like this. It's responsibility, the ability to respond to what God is making clear in your now day that enables you to step up into a caring that will then unveil the calling the true calling that's on your life. See, I think some of the great frustration in the, in the kingdom or in the body today is we don't know. Uh, we're, we don't understand this new day. This, all these changes are so radical. I mean, where do we fit? How, what is our calling in this? Uh, well, again, not to become overly redundant with this, but you're going to find out that it won't be about the calling first. It'll be about developing that caring of God in you. See, if we, and right now, I believe we've, we're given this. If we can change the way the church understands music and worship, we will change the way the world encounters God. And I'll say it like this. If we can change the way the world, or, or that the church understands the prophetic, and understands and experiences the Word, and understands and experiences the presence of God, we will change the world through the encounters that people will have with God as a result of carrying what we carry. I mean, who, who wants to live an ineffective life? You're created to carry impact and influence. And impact, to me, it sounds a bit musical, if you will. Impact, to me, sounds percussive. Like if you impact something, you strike something, there's a dynamic, there's a dynamo that happens in uh, the spirit realm as well as in, in the sound realm. If you smite a table, if you hit, uh, take a stick 
and hit something, the impact of that is jolt, that jolt. You feel it. You feel the impact. You hear it. Uh, but it's different than influence. And there's a lot of people that are listening to the sound of my voice have great giftings and charisma and, and uh, talent and skills that sometimes can be really impacting. But the influence comes as a result of the purity of what you carry in your heart that's 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 uh, more long-term, if you will. See, I don't believe we necessarily need a five-year plan to get us out of the craziness that's in the world. I don't think we're looking for a five-year plan. It's not about a five-year plan. It's about a 500-year vision. It's about an eternal purpose. It's about a kingdom reality that God wants to reveal and and uh, and and release in our generation. So we got to be those cha- those changers, those world changers that we hear so much about. Uh, impact and influence. But here's the word influence. Influence is not so much strike dynamic influence is more like a river. I hear the fluidity in that. Here you, you hear the flow of the river, something that's long-term. And I've always said, I believe that every little stream was born secretly believing he was a river until he becomes one. And then we move out of the impact into influence. But we can inf- impact and influence and change the world today if we get a fresh, a new revelation of what music, what worship is, what what um, the prophetic is, what signs and wonders and miracles really are, and and the access the arsenal that God has waiting for us today to pick up, and impact yes, but there's going to be some influence because music is the most majestic form of sound. You know, sound is nothing more than moving of airwaves. And without it, we could never hear music. You know, strangely enough, our very first breath brings us into the world as a presence of life. And our last breath takes us out into eternity. You know, air is so overlooked sometimes, yet it's always secretly near and longing to carry your song. I think that's one of the reasons it's made so clear and uh, by the psalmist. Let everything that has breath, let everything that has life, let everything that has that wind, and let everything that has the ability to move the airwaves, move it with a song that praises the Lord, acknowledges His, His presence into that praise. You know, I've noticed that Sometimes worship songs create an atmosphere that constrains the imagination, protects the politeness of a church service, and prevents worship. Hmm. And sometimes worship songs carry a liberating language that causes people to catch glimpses of God's glory, which increases their yearning to know Him in a much deeper way because what's revealed through the lyric, through the imagery, through the rhythm, through the respond, responding to the song, responding to the music, pretty soon there's an awareness of God starts to unfold in the midst. Of, how, how many times have we sung that song? We've sung it for 20 years, and all of a sudden you look up in the middle of that song that you have sung for 20 years, and you see that line. 
with that image, with that lyric, with that one word, with that one phrase, with that one lift that carries something so fresh and so alive, it shifts your ability to see and know and experience that, the presence of God, and suddenly everything changes in that moment. A lyric that you've sung and heard so many times suddenly becomes life in that moment. And sometimes worship songs that create an atmosphere that constrains the imagination, well, the imagination is suddenly liberated. And it's not about protecting the politeness of a church service or, or preventing worship. There's this unbridled passion starts to rise up in you because you see that image, you feel and experience that expression of God's presence in ways you never have as many times as you've ever sung that song. It's an amazing thing that happens. And that's when that liberating language, and I want to remind you that sometimes it's not about just a prayer language. Sometimes it's about living a life that carries a language of prayer. And you know, worship is the same way. It's not about, okay, we've got to do three fast songs, two medium ones, slow songs coming next, and that's where we experience worship. Praise is fast, worship is slow. See, those are some of the things that we create that makes it doable and pretty soon we're protecting that expression of a church service and we're losing the depth and the purity of what's happening in our own hearts in worship. So sometimes these worship songs that carry this liberating language that causes us to see and catch the glimpses of God's glory, sometimes those are not born out of the activity of church service, or even born out of song service, or born out of what we typically think of. Um, I think sometimes it's really necessary for us to become accustomed to a holy silence that welcomes a new sound. I love singing the old hymns. I love singing the popular songs of today. I love what they carry. I love the revelation that they carry. I also love the experience, the musical experience that comes out of them because some of them are, are, are so well presented. And being a music, musician, being a, being a creative, I, I appreciate the effort that goes behind the developing of those instruments and so on. But then again, sometimes they are brought down to such a, the lowest common denominator to, for safety's sake. So sometimes what happens is, is the church is always 21, 20 years behind the cutting edge of creativity because of this one reality. If something comes along that's cutting edge in culture, we will criticize it for 10 years and then we catch on and then we'll now emulate it for 10 years and we wonder why we're 20 years behind the cutting edge of creativity it's because we sink everything to the lowest common denominator creatively and we call that unity when in fact it's not unity it's sameness and sameness is not what god is looking for he really is looking for the unity of purpose born out of these, all of these multidimensional expressions of creativity that can be found in the kingdom of God. 
but we bring everybody into that lowest common denominator. And that's one of the reasons our worship songs reflect that rather than the, the, the beauty and the outrageous, um, expansive beauty of God. So let's consider this today. Consider that, well, firstly, that beyond the narrow parameters of thought and the thoughts that you're going to have today, beauty and revelation quietly wait to speak to those who are quiet enough to listen. So you're not going to take off into today with some song to sing or some religious duty or some religious activity that's going to define the way you meet with God necessarily in a corporate setting. But today, I want to remind you that beyond those narrow parameters of thought, beauty and revelation are waiting to speak to you because you are quiet enough to listen. I, I believe that's why God made deserts quiet. And so if you've been going into a desert situation, he made the desert quiet so we would listen and hear. And so today is a day for you to live a musical day today. You're making a choice to create an atmosphere of awakening in your heart. Unbridle your imagination. Let your personality and your public politeness yield fully to the passion that is alive in your heart. Let the language of your heart and the lyrics of your life be a liberating musical force today everywhere you go. You're a musical being. You carry impact, but you're also setting something in motion that's going to influence you and those around you for the rest of your life. Can we think like that? Fully expect worship to occur in fresh and wondrous ways today because today is a day of worship. Watch for those opportunities to get loud if necessary, but it's coming from a different place. And so anyway, that was just a few thoughts that I wanted to share with you today. And it's, it's such an honor to get to do that. God bless you guys. <laughs>